Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... You cannot say filth, flying filth, flying filth in front of people. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you totally didn't do anything wrong, but still demanded immunity, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, March 31st, 2017, Better the Devon You Know edition of the show, where we talk about why the GOP's attempts to investigate the tangerine tumor are so ill-fated. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by A Clue. Providing insight by pointing out the blatantly obvious. A Clue provides best-in-class problem-solving for your business by demonstrating clearly something any idiot could point out. If your organization is managed by bumbling incompetent with little morals and a gross sense of entitlement, A Clue's investigators will examine the situation and demonstrate clearly a path to resolution so simple only a complete fucking nimrod couldn't see it for themselves. Correct gross mistakes, rectify poor choices, make amends for idiotic decisions by getting A Clue. Use the promo code no shit Sherlock at checkout and A Clue will notify you of a secondary problem that you really should have seen but missed because you're not very bright. You see now, I'm here to tell you, this remaining silent shit ain't nothing like they make it out to be. Hmm. You up in here all tight with it, waiting for your pay lawyer, thinking you all wise, ain't you? No, see? That work when you some kind of criminal mastermind. When you ain't been seen running from the deed. When your own fucking running partner ain't in the next room putting you in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's telling it like a little bitch. We even went to Mickey D's for him because he was so motherfucking helpful. Two quarter pounders, big fries, McDonald land cookies, Dr. Pepper. That's how your boy rolled, right? Back in the day when I was a street cop, I was considered a pretty decent investigator. I mean, I was no Bunk Moreland or Jimmy McNulty. Motherfucker. Fucking A. But I solved a few crimes in my day. One of the ways I did it was I paid attention to what people said and how they said because a lot of times victims don't know they know things and you need to lead them to what they don't know they know. Suspects are a little different because they're worried about not saying the things they think will get them caught, but they say tons of other things just as incriminating. Interviews, interrogations, and investigations are a science to be sure, but they're also works of art. 
But the one thing you don't do during an investigation is stop by your suspect's house to lay out what you know and exactly where you are in your investigation. I mean, no one went to Bernie Madoff's place and said, uh, Hey, Bernie, well, we got a shit ton of evidence that leads us to believe you're bilking millions of dollars of people, but uh, not quite enough to press charges. We thought you might want to know. What kind of idiot does that? Well, uh, apparently the kind of idiot that gets elected from a small Republican district in Central California by the name of Representative Devin Nunez, who also heads the House Committee on Intelligence. You know, the guy ostensibly in charge of investigating of how Vlad the Influencer done went and fucked with our elections. All right, so let's break this down. Last week, the third week of March, FBI Director James... Comey and NSA Director Mike Rogers testified before Nunez's committee that, yes, Virginia, there is a Russian connection under investigation and that Donnie was out of his element when he claimed that Barack tap-tap-papped his wires. Comey was characteristically nonspecific on the details, but apparently they're waiting for Anthony Weiner to send another dick pic before they know exactly what they have. Which should be any minute. The practical upshot is that there's credible evidence that people in the Trump campaign were doing very naughty things with the Russians, and the FBI is on their trail. Now, you might not know Devin, but uh, he was also one of those that were super enthused to investigate one Hillary Rodham Clinton for, um, uh, well, well, everything. Strangely, his enthusiasm for looking into the flaccid self-tanned dingle with Putin's hand so far up his ass he can scratch his badly woven hairpiece has been somewhat more tepid. During the hearings with Comey and Rogers, Nunez and Representative Trey Gowdy, a walking, talking example of the uncanny valley if ever there was one, oh God, can someone honestly prove to me that he, to Trey Gowdy, is not a disturbingly lifelock, animatronic puppet gone strangely awry? These two public servants spent the entire hearing yes-butting everything Comey said with questions about leaks. You know, guys, who else had a fucking problem with leaks? Richard goddamn Nixon. And he hired the shittiest plumbers in history. But then... Things took a turn for the worse. Because Devin, the day after the hearing, went to the White House to meet with the Tinkle King and brief him on some new revelations about the Anthony Weiner's dick pics. I'm sorry, I'm just guessing that's what happened. And then he held a press conference where he revealed that his super-secret sleuthing uncovered the Trump campaign had been surveilled during the transitions when they were incidentally caught by routine monitoring speaking with the persons in foreign governments who were definitely not Russians, and he wanted to be very clear on that. So if you looked at it and you kind of tilt your head and squint real hard, you kind of, maybe, sort of see the sailboat. Oh, a sailboat. Nothing Nunez saw or said in any way clears the Trump administration of anything regarding Russia. Nor even if you can tort it like a double-jointed rent boy at the GOP convention into some really twisted position validates the lie the Trump made about Obama wiretapping him. Indeed, Nunez's revelation was a fart in a hurricane. And come to find out, the people that told little Devin about this shocking new non-formation worked in, wait for it, the White House. They brought him over, gave him a juice box, put on a DVD in a secure room, and promised him if he was a very good boy, he could have a cookie to take home with him when he was done. But Trump, for his part, said that he felt that Devin's little revelation, which came from a source, again, inside the White House, 
probably named John Barron, made him feel, quote, somewhat vindicated, unquote. Now again, I'm not a detective, or an FBI agent, or even very good at the board game Clue. But if I don't fucking mustard as my suspect, I'm going to be a tad bit suspicious if he takes me into the library and tells me his arthritis makes it difficult for him even to pick up the candlestick, so clearly it couldn't be him, and besides, plus Professor Plum had totally tapped his phones. It had to be Professor Plum in the library with the candlestick. And this week, American goddamn hero and former acting attorney general Sally Yates was to testify before Nunez's committee, along with diverse other persons who knew things about things they knew, until little Devin canceled the hearings. The Washington Post published a story on Monday indicating the White House had actively tried to keep Yates from testifying, though the human wad of use chewing gum Sean Spicer vehemently denied this, so you can rest assured this was exactly what happened. Now, amid the maelstrom of accusations, of calls for his recusal, a resignation from the investigation, and general cries of, what the fuck is going on here? Nunez took the bold step of putting the investigation on an indefinite halt. He did what? He took his juice box and his cookie and the toy he got from his Happy Meal, and he went home. I really hope if I am ever murdered, the conspiracy to cover up the crime is ran by people as grossly incompetent as Devin Nunez because he's done more in the past two weeks to make people think something is really fucking sinister going on than months of steady reporting about the actual sinister shit that is actually going on. Senators Lindsay, This is a debacle. I have not seen a disaster such as this since I arrived at the Beauregard Cotillion (laughs) with a magnolia in my hair when everyone else was wearing orchids. I mean, talk about a debacle. Graham and John. Maverick. McCain, the lone Republicans on the Hill who seem remotely interested in finding out if Putin has been putting on the Ritz over here in the West Wing, well, okay, I'm not sure they so much care as that they just really fucking hate Trump's guts. But you know what? I can work with that. They both call for Nunez to step down and, in fact, call for an independent commission to look into the matter. If such esteemed, respected elder statesmen, stalwarts of the Republican Party, are calling on their fellow Republicans to put country before party, surely the patriotic men and token women of the GOP will rise to the occasion. I'm good. You gotta be shitting yourself if you think Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell are gonna fuck up their chances to flate the 1% with massive tax cuts by opening Trump Dora's box and letting all that truth come flying out. Paul Ryan would rather give up his seat on the subway to a pregnant mother of three on welfare than let any real progress get going on investigating how deeply Pooty Poo's fingers are in Trump's taint. And Mitch, Co- Mitch McConnell would rather do a drag show dressed as RuPaul than anything that is going to mess up his chances of tilting the Supreme Court to the right for the next five decades. The GOP would rather burn the entire country down than acknowledge that the entire country could burn down, fall over, and sink into the swamp because our president is the most corrupt man to sit in that chair in the history of the republic because they have an ethos man and that ethos is to fuck over as many poor people as they can in the limited time they have left because there is a time constraint here the gop's got about a year to get shit done to get the court stacked to repeal obamacare which don't think they're just gonna let that 
let slide, they'll get there, lower taxes on the rich, and legalize the hunting and killing of welfare recipients by a hunting lottery to offset the deficit effect of those lowered taxes. They gotta get everything wrapped up by this time next year, or they're gonna face a coming electoral tide. In the House of Representatives, like Patton on his way to Bastogne. They also know that all the shit that Trump has done shit that Trump is doing is going to catch up with him. He's bleeding from a thousand tiny paper cuts as it is. And one of these days, something big enough will come out and this house of bullshit will crumble like a cow pat in a gully washer. The fuck? Did I just become a cowboy? The Senate Intelligence Committee has pledged to step into this cluster and unfuck it with their own investigation of the matter. And on Thursday, they did. It was bizarre to see something that almost looked like a real questioning of competent and informed people. This guy by the name of Clint Watts, an FBI, a former FBI agent and a genuine expert on Russian operations going back to the Soviet area and co-author of a paper last November titled Trolling from Trump, How Russia is Trying to Destroy Our Democracy, tore Trump a new asshole in the hearing. Why did he think he could get away with it this time? This is not new for the Russians. They've done this for a long time across Europe, but it was much more engaging this time in our election. Why now? Mr. Watts. I think this answer is very simple and is what no one is really saying in this room, which is part of the reason active measures have worked in this U.S. election is because the commander-in-chief has used Russian active measures at time uh, against his opponents. On 14 August 2016, his campaign chairman, after a debunked insurrection... When you say his, who's, who's his? Paul Manafort okay. uh, cited the fake insurrection story as a terrorist attack on CNN, and he used it as a talking point. Uh, on 11 October, uh, President Trump stood on a stage and cited a, what appears to be a fake news story from Sputnik News that disappeared from the Internet. Uh, he denies the intel from the United States about Russia. Uh, he claimed that the election could be rigged. That was the number one theme pushed by RT, Sputnik News, white outlets, all the way up until the election. Uh, he's cl made claims of voter fraud, that President Obama is not a citizen, that, you know, uh, Congressman Cruz is not a citizen. So part of the reason active measures works, and it does today in terms of Trump Tower being wiretapped, is because they parrot the same lines. So... Putin is correct. He, he can say that he's not influencing anything because he's just putting out his stance. But until we get a firm basis on fact and fiction in our own, in our own country, uh, get some agreement about the facts, whether it be do I support the intelligence community or a story I read on my Twitter feed, we're going to have a big problem. I can tell you right now today, gray outlets that are Soviet-pushing accounts tweet at President Trump during high volumes when they know he's online and they push conspiracy theories. So if he is to click on one of those or cite one of those, it just proves Putin correct. Holy shit. I mean, dude just out and out said Trump was spreading Russian propaganda during the campaign and is still doing it now. And do you know how the Senate reacted to that? They listened. If he said this in front of Nunez and Gaudi, these two dolts would take a shit on their desk and start slinging their feces at the man. It was stunning to see to take this incredibly serious issue and treat it as though it were an incredibly serious issue. Rather than, I don't know, the 138th investigation of Hillary Clinton's fucking emails. I mean, seriously, what does a white man gotta do to get investigated or impeached in this country? Well, I guess it helps if you have the opposition party in power. 
I mean, here's a little history lesson. In 1995, a young White House intern voluntarily engaged in sexual contact with the President of the United States. That the President of the United States fucked women who were not his wife is perhaps the least shocking information ever revealed in history. FDR fucked Eleanor's secretary. Eisenhower doinked his driver, and JFK fucked everything that moved. So a beige from an intern, while being monumentally stupid, ain't exactly unheard of. Problem was, Bill Clinton was investigated by an independent prosecutor because he was, um, um, Bill Clinton, apparently. During the course of that investigation, it came to light that the presidential pin was dipped in an inkwell other than the first lady, and then the lying started. Monica lied. Bill lied. Linda Tripp lied. Hell, Hillary probably lied, but she just wasn't under oath. But you know what? It's not illegal to cheat on your wife and lie about it. The problem is that when you lied about cheating on your wife, which everyone does, and you're under oath, it gets you articles of impeachment. FYI, the people that impeached Clinton in the House displayed stunning levels of hypocrisy. Henry Hyde, Bob Livingston, Newt Gingrich, and so many others all had had affairs, had cheated on their wives. And Denny Hastert, the Speaker of the House, during the Clinton impeachment is was, excuse me, he's dead now. Well, I think he's dead now, or should be dead now. I hope he's dead now. He is or was, he definitely was a fucking pedophile. But you know what? At least... At least Denny Hastert never lied to an independent prosecutor about fucking a kid in the ass under oath while being a Democrat. Oh, and also for the record, Clinton was charged with perjury, but he was never prosecuted for it. He was found in contempt of civil court for giving misleading testimony, fined $90,000, and had to pick up the garbage in the snow. And while he was impeached in the House, the Senate could not reach the requisite 60 votes to convict him and remove him of office. And all of this was about a consensual blowjob or two or 50. I don't know. There was He fucked her. Everyone knows he fucked her, probably right there on the Resolute desk. But who among us has not let a little blowjob, or the equivalent if you're a woman, because, hey, a good pussy eating is a good thing, get us into trouble that we could have avoided? Put your hand down, Gavin. We all know you've never gotten a blowjob. If the Democrats were in control of Congress back in the Clinton era, would they have investigated Clinton's wandering dick? Oh, fuck, no. Never would happen in a million years. But we still had an independent counsel, and he would and did. Bill's boner bravado is one of the reasons we don't have an independent counsel anymore. Well, that and the ironclad fact that the Reagan administration was the most corrupt presidency in history up until January of this year. The only way we're ever going to get a real investigation on what the high holy fuck is going on with Trump and Russia is for it to get so bad that the FBI files charges. Oh, and by the way, if the FBI doesn't find any prosecutable offenses, then they're not supposed to comment on what they found during the investigations. Again, unless you're Hillary Clinton, or we take one of the houses of Congress back in two years, which should be possible, but since Democrats can't seem to get off their fat, lazy fucking asses when it times to pull the lever, I'm not sure about that. There's a tiny chance now that Mike Flynn, 
who's asked for immunity for then what he says could be so damaging, so incendiary that we get a bipartisan select committee to dig deep into what happened, and this would be the worst-case scenario for Trump in the near term, because if that happens, the entire country, indeed the world, is riveted on what they find, and he's politically hobbled even more so than he is now through incompetence until it's over. And there is hints of this now. Trump is openly threatening the Freedom Caucus representatives with a primary challenge over the recalcitrance on the health care repeal. He brought them over to the White House, fed them over states, and sent his lackeys over to their office with veiled threats, and the Freedom Caucus said... Was that supposed to scare me? You know, it, it wouldn't scare me. A president with a 37% approval rating and a massive investigation to his ties to Russia is threatening to me. A rabid conservative from a rabidly conservative district who voted on principles? I would say bring it on, bitch! I mean, I get politics. I do. I mean, Paul Ryan wants so badly to fuck poor people in pursuit of his Randian masturbatory fantasy. Hey, uh, Paul, you know Ayn's not coming back from the dead and anointing you her bestest boy and then make you her new Nathaniel Brandon? You will forever be condemned to masturbating onto a stained and dog-eared copy of Atlas Shrugged, you pathetic little spank monkey. Tell him not to jerk off with a noose around his neck. It's dangerous. Sorry, I got a little distracted there. I get the politics of this, and they're bad for your little dream of killing poor people through neglect. But right now, you're on the edge of becoming enmeshed in what some might consider a criminal conspiracy to cover up crimes against the United States of America. This is not just selling some missiles to some bad dudes to, to an Iran to, in contravention of the law. This isn't just getting a wet, sloppy beach from an Ayn Rand impersonator that you're pretty sure is a dude because no one that's a female could look that much like Ayn Rand. This even this isn't even manufactured intelligence to fraudulently take the country into a war in Iraq. Some people in the president's campaign and the White House staff, staff almost certainly colluded with an enemy of the United States to unlawfully influence a presidential election. They did so through covert spy agencies who also accessed and stole information and selectively released it through intermediary propaganda apparatus. Wikipedia! The president is almost certainly under at least the threat of extortion by that same country. The only reason this is not treason is that we're not currently at war with that country. But it definitely meets the criteria for high crimes and misdemeanors. If... You are actively assisting in the cover-up of any crimes by this administration. You, sir, are part of the aforementioned conspiracy and could be criminally prosecuted. Devin Nunez is almost certainly part of this conspiracy now. And I know down in your tiny black heart, you know this is your only chance to really stick it to those lazy pores. But I promise you, when the truth comes out... You will be working as a door greeter in a Kenosha Walmart because even Fox fucking news won't talk to you because their audience hates your guts even more than I do. And that's saying something because I wouldn't piss up your asshole if your bowels were on fire. As for Devin, dude, just walk away. You fucked this up worse than Gavin trying to explain that this show is what the show is about to a rival podcast network. Dude! Weekly topical with dick jokes. That's all you needed to say. Just sit down, finish your juice, 
and wait for the hammer to fall. The way things are, you will be lucky to be working in the garden center of a Vizalia Home Depot when the truth comes out. Let the grown-ups, or at least as close to grown-ups as we have on Capitol Hill in the Senate, handle it now. At least those fuckers know how to pretend to hold hearings. You can't even fake it. Because trust me, Trump will sell you out just as fast as he will everyone else when the time comes. And it will be a lovely, lovely burning. Just ask Mike Flynn. It's too soon to say what's going to happen here. The Senate seems to be doing its job at the moment because there's very little risk in their doing so. But it won't be fast and it won't be easy. Mike Flynn's testimony could be innocuous. Keep in mind the people who work for Hillary got immunity to testify about an email server and they really didn't do anything illegal either. So maybe Mike Flynn is just a really good guy with some bad circumstances doing what he thought was right. You know, like working for Putin and Erdogan. It's possible that Trump is just a senile old man who repeats everything he hears on Fox News and is no more culpable for what Russia did during our election than your grandfather is when he complains his Sikh neighbors were trying to expose Sharia law on his shih tzu. But the only way we're ever going to know this is to investigate, and apparently the only adults in the room are Senators Richard Burr and Mark Warren. But most of all, what we've learned is that if you ever want to distract a House committee from looking into your criminal activities, make sure you have plenty of juice boxes. Devin likes apple raspberry. That is it for our show this week. Hey, I want to give a huge shout out to my friends Carol Hartzell and Sean Crespo for having me on their rather very much better podcast, Stupid Human Suits, on the Cave Comedy Radio Network. The episodes features your humble host describing how much fun it is not to vomit on suicide victims. And it's live right now over at CaveComedyRadio.com or wherever you get your podcast. There's a link in the show notes. Definitely listen to their other episodes because, again... Their show, unlike this one, does not suck. Though, uh, I don't know if Norman Reedus would agree with that. You should definitely rate and review this show so other folks can find it and be directed to such stupid human suits. You can follow all of my wit and witticisms at the hell underscore podcast on Twitter, or just like the show name on Facebook, which Norman did right after I appeared on that other, much better podcast. All of the shows are the show name on SoundCloud and at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Dave Bledsoe, the transparently jealous producer Gavin... Daryl Dixon, Gavin. Daryl Dixon. And all the other fictional walkers on this show, we want to say that Devin went down to the White House because he knew Putin had the election to steal. He was in a bind because Schiff was on his behind. He was willing to make a deal. When he came across Ezra Cohen Watnick with some info and he said it was hot, and then Devin the chump said, let me jump ahead if you'll just tell me what Trump said. And I promise I will make a pop. If I could not go on all night, it seemed like a really good idea when I started this. We'll see you all next week. Better the Devin you know. And it Definitely might be a sin, but I'll take your yes, bet you're going to regret because I'm the best that. as ever been. Johnny, you're rising up your bow and play your fiddle hard. Because hell's broke loose in Georgia and the devil deals the cards. And if you win, you get this shiny fiddle made of gold. But if you lose, the devil gets your soul. up his case and he said I'll start this show and fire flew from his fingertips as he rosined up his bow and he pulled the bow across the strings and it made an evil hiss and then a band of demons joined in and it sounded something like this 
Seltzer Kings Podcasts.